This episode of Cross Politic is brought to you by. This episode is. Uh, Gabe, I don't think we have anybody for this episode. You know, if you listen to Cross Politic and you want to advertise on our show, you should get this spot. You 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 can get it at crosspolitic.com. What's what? Huh? What, Gabe? Email us. Where? What email address? You didn't write it on the paper. I don't know if it's not on the paper, just like the person whose spot is supposed to be. I don't know who I'm... Contact at CrossPolitic. Oh, now you want to pick up the mic. What, what is it again? Contact at CrossPolitic.com. Yeah, what, what he said. Contact at CrossPolitic.com. Oh, now you're going to gang up on me. What you want to say, Pastor? CrossPolitic begins in three, two... Girl expelled for self-defense. Wait, what? Self-defense. Okay. Is, is gender how you feel? No. No, I feel like no. a man. <laughs> hey, Mueller time with Attorney General Barr. Barr, Mueller time. Mueller time? You get that? Oh, hey, I saw hey. what you did. Josh Bice coming on the show. That's exciting. Doctor, 20 questions. Dr. Josh Bice, 20 questions. Uh, Executive Director of G3Conference. G3Conference.com. Which, which, by the way, we're going to be at. We're we going to be there. We have a little partnership with G3. The question is, are you going to be there? That is the question. January 2020. Pass to Toby, Chuck Knox, Waterboy. What, what camera are you looking at right I, now? I'm looking at that one. Okay. <laughs> because I'm still talking, but uh, okay. I guess I, I should look at that one. You do it I look at all of them. And yeah, all, you do, all actually. <laughs> you sure do. I, I, see, I see Knox doing the cuts afterwards. He's and and, like, and Knox t- is like, what camera is Toby looking at? <laughs> Especially on Wednesday. Toby, it's like, Toby's, I still, Toby, Toby's like, Wednesday throws me, guys. Uh, Wednesday uh, throws me. I that, know now. I'm, I'm looking at great. my camera now. I'm with hey, you. I'm, I'm wearing a club member club member t-shirt oh for those how can you get one of those if if you're silver or above you sign up for silver or above we had we had some folks sign up from tasmania what? wow uh, this last week out yeah, tasmania. Shaz, shout out to taz um is that is that what they call it taz, taz? is that how they shorten it no. shout out to taz it's not what they say uh a number of different um uh, i think one from canada ethnicities and nationalities yes it's a very multicultural club membership right it is yeah crosspolitic.com you can click a button that says join yeah and you can become a member <laughs> you should that's right, that's of right. the fight laugh feast club mm. where you can also get access to all kinds of other cool behind the scenes stuff yeah with josh bice we actually have a behind the scenes interview is with, that up with josh yeah bice. we do yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. 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 we got gary demar oh. uh, and more coming and uh, we got when's the lead execu- uh, execution elite execution, execution with jason elmore is almost done mm. by the end of the month well, we're gonna members. have a, a nice course club. on business. It's about nine sessions, actually. On, on, it on, it's, about, it's about Christians in business. Christians in business and how to be a lead in your business. It's really good. Just his hmm. discipleship, his teaching, diagramming telephone calls. I'm telling you, that was super. Okay, I'm not going to Diagramming it. telephone it, calls? It, he's got this great way to, to figure out what it is your client needs, how hmm. to help. It, it's so good. I'm not well, going to spoil it all. It's, it's all, excellent, Thanks though. to all of you wow. who already have joined. We love you. Did you we talk about so the Worldview Shotgun thankful Series? Thankful for you. Oh, now you got it. Yeah, now you got yeah, it. Yeah, when yeah. I say it, he doesn't got it. Well, no. And when I say it, I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, Worldview Shotgun Series. If you ever wonder, like, where are these guys coming from? What's their worldview? Like, how do they think about things? Well, That's we're still it. figuring that out. <laughs> but we have the first 10 chapters ready up. Of, of what we have figured out. What we have figured out. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Foundation yep. to how we think about the world. And you can get that free access at uh, as a cross ball t- there we go. Happy Easter. 
He yeah. is risen. Oh, he is Amen. risen indeed. How Amen. do we not start with that, he you guys? He busted out of the tomb. Oh, He's oh. risen indeed. Hopefully. And he gave all authority on heaven and earth to his disciples. Mm. Mm. He he go out organ. to go baptize all the nations. Go baptize your kids. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I play them all today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, happy Easter. Hopefully you've been, yeah. you've been feasting with your family Eat this some, weekend. Lots of bacon. Bacon and... Mm. And, and some and good wine, ham some good and beer. steak, and yeah. some scotch. Oh, Stop it. Why do I don't have any scotch? <laughs> Where'd it go? How come I might? Mm. That's my bad. That is my it's, fault. We drank it all. All right. So, North Pole, Alaska? Oh, Alaska. Is that, is that a city? Alaska. In Alaska. Alaska. You know so, I'm from did you, Alaska. Did you, did you ever go to North Pole? Alaska? I've been. I didn't know that was a city. North Pole, in, Alaska. In Alaska. Yeah, it's where, uh, where Santa Claus is from. Uh yeah, <laughs> actually, maybe white Santa. Uh, actually, oh. <laughs> white Santa ain't no He's from Jamaica. <laughs> He's from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, man, Merry Christmas. What That's he, why he did that. What did he do? <laughs> so what? what okay, so happened? North Pole, Alaska. A girl was expelled by her high school after kneeing a boy in the growing. Was he an elf? <laughs> probably oh, was. Sorry, if he, I just broke a hate. She dropped him. Law, he went probably. to he went to the hospital because of this. But here's the thing: it was a, it was yeah. there's a backstory. Yes, th- you got to fill it all out. There was a girl pretending to be a boy in, in the, the boys', boys bathroom. bathroom, and a bunch of the boys decided yep. to protest this girl. How com- would you like it if com- we were in coming your into bathroom? Their boy- and so right. they went over into the girls' locker room uh-huh. to protest. To, to protest. protest. And so right. the female student, she felt threatened in all this. And so she need one of the, apparently the boys weren't going to let her out or yeah. whatever. And so she need one of them in the growing and, and it was able to leave. And he was, he ended up in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the district, uh, the school district put out a statement. This okay. is just disgusting. He, they said, we don't advocate violence as a means for students to attain safety. <laughs> To attain safety. Right. So let's who, just gets, apply this. who gets hurt in all this? Right. Let's apply this to the United States military. Right, exactly. We don't advocate violence as a means for attaining safety yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, the government's God. They can kind of do whatever they want. The school district yeah. is appointed if by someone, the government. If someone broke in the school, started shooting, right. we wouldn't advocate we violence not advoc- for the advocate. safety of your kids. For the safe- oh. We, oh. Would, we wouldn't advocate that kind right. of violence. Yeah, if there was a school shooter. Yeah, we wouldn't advocate no. violence. No, no, no. No, no. no. absolutely not. You, you can not. go in there. Um, peacefully, right? But Dr. Larry Stevenson's our principal, so that ain't serious. Happen. You know, <laughs> but, but North Pole, Alaska, you know. is not safe for children. Yeah, no, uh, particularly for girls, especially for girls. Right. And and so first off, way to go. Yeah, way to go, girl. Praiser, I'm praising her. Yeah. Kick her in the groin. Kick, kick, him, kick in him in the groin again. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. If a boy comes it, into a girl's bathroom, dads, fathers. Yep. Instruct your daughters. All right, get out, get out as fast Amen. as you can. Uh, but if if they're bothering you, if you're harassing, I, I tell my daughters this. Yeah. You, you know where how to hurt a boy, and my girls, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Don't right. don't think so, a second thought about it. How would you encourage the boys to protest? Because obviously they're protesting something that's egregious. Sure, that's going on. How would you encourage the boys to protest? I would. Besides walking out of the public school, and never coming back. Yeah, they need to leave the public school. Yeah. Um. I. I. Not, yeah, don't don't do it in a way that's actually putting other girls in danger. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, what good. if that was your sister that was in the bathroom that you're going into? Yeah, and you're not letting her leave the bathroom. Yeah. You yes. wouldn't, would you wouldn't tolerate no. that with other dudes? No. 
in the I, bathroom with your sister I, wouldn't let her leave? Yeah. I think I think they need to make a fuss and they need to make a big fuss. Yeah. And they need but they need to do it in a way that's not actually perpetuating the problem. Yeah. Um I get, you know, I sort of the logic of it, like she can come in here, so we're gonna go in yep. there and yeah, right. you know, sort of right. but but they didn't let her leave either. This is what bothered me. What bothered me really well, about I don't know. We don't know in, if they in didn't that let specifically her... state, but uh, that's what I assumed in my comment. I did uh, say that. She, I assumed she, in my comment. She might have just been saying, get out. Yeah. And if you don't get out, I'm going to kick she you. One. And yeah. then she kicked him. Yeah. I, I'm just disappointed in the state of our boys that they, they would think that would be it. I, well, uh, you know, like, I'm hey, disappointed. Yeah. I got an idea. But, but here's, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Let's go to the girls' bathroom. This whole tranny bathroom thing is actually, it, the, the problem is going to grow and get bigger and bigger and more significant. Last week, um, there's a um uh, in Iowa two girls of students staged a walkout two at girls Abraham of yep two girls no groups two groups ah sorry mm. a staged walkout at Abraham Lincoln High School if you guys are in that area Abraham Lincoln High School over ba- the bathroom policy with the protest being sparked by a girl who stated that her privacy rights were violated by a biological male who recently became who identified as a girl and, and using and the female using, bathroom he was using the female bathroom right. So she was jointly joined by about 20 other high school girls who left the school at 10.30 a.m. chanting. Um, they're chanting for privacy in the restrooms, saying they don't want boys transitioning into being girls to be in the restroom with them. Right. Um, so this is growing. This, this is going to get bigger So this bigger. whole thing, the trans, whole trans thing, civil rights debate and rights to tr- trans bathroom is over whether we are allowed to protect our daughters and wives or yeah, not. That's right. That's that exactly is, and, and we need to get that rhetoric right because yeah. they're they're saying trans rights. You yeah. know, they have the right to no, they do not have the right to violate the privacy of our daughters and wives. Amen. That's right. They Amen. do not have the right to do that. And yeah. so we need to start pushing back and saying that's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They are violating the privacy of yeah. women. Don't and, let them claim that terminology. Yeah. They, if, this is not about them having rights. Yeah. They, they can if they're. They're biological males. There's a biological male bathroom for them. Right. One of the things that's missing from this story, from both stories that I observed, where are the parents? Yeah. Where, yeah. Where were they speaking up? Where's what? mom said, you're not going yeah. to school. Because you know what? If you really, really want to hit at this, yeah. remove a butt from the seat. Because then you yep. remove a check from the pocket. That's right. Yep. That's right. See, like, make them pay. Make them pay. But, and but I would say remove a butt from the seat permanently. Yeah, absolutely. Get your kids out of the school, period. Isn't it obvious? But where are the parents? Yeah. Well, it boggles. Why is it that your sons are having to, you let your son, I would, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine? You, this is what it you bo- your well, sons boggles, do? It boggles my you, mind that this is happening in education institutions who know, who should know what X and Y and what XX chromosomes are. Well, there's that. But, well, like, but, they, but they denied no, science decades ago. I was going to say. Yeah, that's right. They, right. they said that we evolved yep. from monkeys decades ago, yeah. which is why parents, which is why parents are so stupid for sending their kids to public education. What did you just say? Parents are being stupid, just as stupid as the as oh. the public education oh. is being with transgender Whoa. bathrooms. Yeah, it's parents. They're, right. they're, yeah, it's, and, and it's foolish. Yeah, and even it if, really is. Even if you say my public school's not like that, dude, you are supporting this. Yeah, that's right. It's coming. You, you're continuing to vote yep. for this every time you put your kid on that little bus. Yep. Um. And the thing, last thing real fast, is self-defense and the protection and defense of the weak, our wives and daughters, is mandated by Scripture. Yeah. Right? It's Mm -hmm. mandated by Scripture. And and this is, so this is not something that's okay. It's required. Right. And to send our daughters into that, to send our little kids into this, Mm -hmm. and remember what Dr. Stevenson said, you know, before there were shooters, 
We there have, were assassins we have, already teaching in the classroom. We have ideological yes. assassins. Yes. Yeah, that was so good on Wednesday show. And, you need and, to listen and to we, that. And we are sending our yep. kids there unprotected, yeah. which means that men especially, you are failing to protect your family. Yeah. That's right. And you will stand before God one day and you will, answer, you will answer for that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways I think they could have done this with the boy saying, listen, instead, if, how you raise your son is just proven that you, you he, you're not raising him as a protector because he goes into the girl's bathroom. OK, right. Right. first of all, the other thing is that why wouldn't they go and say to the principal, listen, I am concerned for the girl that's coming into our bathroom. There are boys in there yeah. and it doesn't matter what she might think about him herself. The boys don't care. Right. Mm. And they will handle her wrongly. Right. You better do something about right. this, right. Mr. Principal. Yeah, the, the, if you want to start there and the, then tell you. The you know, failure to protect exactly. started there, it, actually, at, letting that girl into the boys' bathroom. And they missed it. All right, Alaska. Yeah. Man up. Well, yeah. we have to pick on Austin, Texas Independent School District. Yeah, we always mm. do. All right. Um, Deep in the heart heart of Texas. Game. So in grades 3 through 11, this spring told children sex is what a person is born. So there, excuse me, a survey was given to all students grades 3 through 11. And uh, the survey told children that sex is what a person is born. Gender is how you feel. Yeah. And then it asked students to select whether they feel they are girl, woman, boy, man, or identify in some other way. That was followed by a blank box for students to describe how you identify. Yeah. Remember the almond commercial? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah. And sometimes you don't. <laughs> you just, you just ain't. Almond Joy's got nuts. You just ain't. Mounds don't. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes, sometimes you, you don't. don't. Your feelings don't matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Here's the thing: it was we're going through this huge transition of terminology. <laughs> Every, we're, sex transition, sex transition. Yeah, we're having, <laughs> we're having our we're, words are going tranny on us. We, we've been right? on hormone therapy for a century. We Ouch. have a trans dictionary. Yeah, we do. Right, and and so, but I think that should wake us up yeah. because the, what that means is there's actually a regime change happening. Right, right. Has def- happened yeah. and, yeah. or has and is Have. and, and happening. Right, as the dictionary goes, so goes the world. Well, so goes the leadership. Yeah. So goes the regime. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that was really scary about this, I looked at the survey and the survey has two or three pages that they're asking. It's so funny. They're asking kids, hey, you feel safe here at school. You're teaching. You feel like you're getting smart. Yeah. You know, you feel like you can you're learning stuff. You feel like you can apply what you're learning. Sex is what you're born with. Gender is how you feel. Which one are you? Right. And, and they just assume wow. it with like, is the sun out? Assume the center on the right. conversation. This is dogmatism. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is, I mean, this is one of the things where you, Christians need to keep pushing back and say, saying, because the public schools are all about, um, you know, separation of church and state. Yeah. no, this is a this is a state sponsored school yep. pushing a religion. It's an That's orthodox right. test. This is an ideology. Yep. This is a faith based belief mm-hmm. system. Yeah. That's right. Sex is biological. Gender is how you feel. Right. Says who? Yeah. Right. What standard is right. that based yeah. off? Which of? God are we appealing to? Right. Well, and I know. When, so I played college basketball, and when you get a new coach, so when when you your coach first sets the terms, the conditions that defines the terminology, yeah. what plays are going to be run, how defense is going to go and all that stuff. And when you get a new coach, all of a sudden you got new terminology, right? You got a new defensive, you know, yeah, new yeah. defense, new yeah. offense, all that stuff. And new you're book. like, oh. new playbook. Yeah, and exactly. That's, that's exactly what's happening right here. Right. Well, that's, and that's what we're saying yeah. though, is words drive worldviews. Yeah. yeah. And this, words matter. Right. And and this and Christians have frequently let words slide, mm-hmm. saying, well, I think they mean the same thing as we yeah. do. No, right. no, no, this is why words matter. I mean, in the beginning was the word. 
the word. And the word became flesh, right? right? And the word um, was 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 God and dwelt among was, us. Yeah. I just botched that verse yeah. terribly, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, yeah. John, John one, one, right? The word was with God. Right. The word was God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in the beginning, God created all things by the power of His word. Hebrews one says that He upholds all things by the power of His word. This is yeah. why words matter. Yeah. God's word establishes the reality of creation. It uh, it establishes um, our reality, yeah. right. and that's why it matters. Right. And guess who's teaching your kids the words? Right. Well, in, in <laughs> Christians, <laughs> Not Christians, you. we're are, we're being pushed on this right now yep. inside the church on sexuality and race. Right. Yep. We're letting the world define. Hey, you got to call it right. same sex attraction. Right. Well, well, you yeah. got to call it gay yeah. Christian. Well, that's that's why right? Christian. When every time every time a Christian says to you the word humankind. Mm-hmm. Interrupt them. Absolutely. Mankind. It's mankind. Own the center. Add them off. Right. It's, it's, it's man. Yep. Um, you say, well, where's the, where's the woman? What about the women? No. She's in men. God <laughs> in the beginning said that man is the name right. for men and women right. collectively. Right. If we want to use your crazy term, man is inclusive. Right. Right. <laughs> it, God invented the idea of inclusive terms right. in yeah. Genesis 2 and Genesis right. 1 when he said that man is the name of yeah. men and women. That's yeah. right. And, 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 you know, and so the same thing is happening is subtly where people, instead of, you know, where it says brothers in the New Testament, yeah. they want to have brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. Right. But brothers is inclusive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to have to get to the Mueller report after mm. we get with Josh no, 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 Bice. Hold, one last thing. Oh. I'm serious. One I'm last turning thing. this. One last thing. Okay. No, I did good, didn't I? Here's the thing. <laughs> Don't look at me. If you, if it's all the way down to our failure to confess our own sins biblically. Oh yeah. Okay. If we don't confess our sins biblically using biblical terminology, oh that's right. Um, we're already fudging. Name your sin. I lied. Name your I sin. I lusted. I envied. I committed I coveted, adultery in my right. heart. I exactly. Right. If sin is that's defined right. how you feel, then gender is how you feel. Amen. Right. Amen. And yeah. you say, well, it's not. Okay, then. Then you use the words that God gave us to use. All right, you can go. You can go. I can hit the button now. Push the button now. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> All right. When we come back and cross politics. You're going to spend some time naming your sins, repenting of them. Also, well, yeah. also, <laughs> want me to stop the music? Christ is risen. Amen. Happy He's, He's risen, risen indeed. indeed. He's risen indeed. Yes. More cross politics when we come back with Pastor Dr. Josh Weiss. Hmm. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. Darker, it's a little darker. It's, it's resurrection. I know. Light. I know. It's the light. Are we at JD Greer's church? Uh, Easter. It's all dark in here. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Cross Politic. This segment is brought to you by Tapped. Oh, Tapped man. is a gastro pub located in downtown Moscow, Idaho, featuring 25 regional craft beers, 10 wines, all on tap. So good. Featuring a rotating seasonal menu that draws from local purveyors and a family friendly environment. And they've been serving us lunch for the last two months. Two months. Two months. And hey, wait, you can't forget they're featuring the mac and cheese with bacon and sausage. Mac oh. and cheese with, with bacon, bacon and, and sausage, sausage. Oh. is that's what we call glorified, resurrected, oh. 
Mac and cheese. And for it's all so you good. Baptists out there who don't drink, get that root beer. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> With us on the show right now is Dr. Josh Bice. What? He serves as the pastor of Doctor? Praise Glory. Mill Baptist Church in Douglasville, Georgia, mm. just west of Atlanta. I have no idea that. Did, pr- did you mean post mill? Praise Post Mill Church. <laughs> yeah. mm. I had no idea it was spelled this way. P-R-A-Y apostrophe S. Praise Mill Baptist Church, Douglasville, Georgia. Baby praying. He's the founding director of the G3 Conference. Yes, which, yeah. by the way, we are partnering with him this coming year and will be at G3 in Next January. January? As the Lord doesn't prevent us from showing up. Uh, or Josh the, likes his interview. He's the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the author of the theology blog deliveredbygrace.com. So he blogs there. Dr. Bice studied at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary where he earned his MDiv and DMIN in expository mm. preaching. He's married to, is it Kari or Carrie? That would be Carrie. Carrie. Okay. I thought it might be Carrie. Just, yeah. We, and, we both told Toby it was. And, and, but and since, since no. I said it, Toby doubted. <laughs> they have four children. And the mm. crazy fun thing is that he and his wife actually are originally from Douglasville, Georgia, and they grew up in Praise Mill Baptist Church, no where way. he is now. The pastor. That's, That's awesome. crazy. Dr. Josh Bice, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Glad to be with you guys. Looking forward to the conversation. All right. Okay. So we're doing 20 questions with Josh Bice <laughs> today. These. Are you ready? Who's going first? <clears throat> You're going first. Okay. Here we go. Bring it. Here we go. Hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> that music. All right. That's awesome. Josh, are you going to vote for Trump in 2020? Mm. Ah, wonderful question. Um, so here's the thing with me in politics. Um, I don't have a commitment to one party. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking to vote for the very best candidate who can lead uh, with the best uh, methodology, ideology, the best positions. So um, obviously, um, uh, we, we have a, a president who, in many ways, is doing a good job. I don't agree with him on a lot of issues a lot of social issues, a lot of personal things. Uh, however, I think uh, as it pertains to the, the economy and the military, I think he's doing a, a really good job. Um, I think that he has turned upside down uh, the apple cart, so to speak, mm-hmm. as far as Washington, D.C. is concerned. Mm-hmm. Whether you like him or whether you don't like him, I do appreciate the fact that um, he's not intimidated by the political machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Washington D.C., so um, I do like that. Uh, I'll just lay my cards on the table. Um, I did not vote for Trump uh, originally, mm-hmm. but biblically, I do support the president. Pray for him. Mm-hmm. Um, do hope that he will continue to lead with wisdom. I pray for wisdom for him and for, of course, his cabinet and and other leaders. So. Um, I, I just think it just depends on who's the, the other candidate that will be running against him. But as of now, looking at what we have to, to look at as far as the other possibilities, <laughs> I think that, yes, I'll be voting for Trump. Mm. How about that? You got this one, Knox? I got this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So one's got to go in all their work. OK, so you got to get, get, get rid of one. Is it John Calvin? Martin Luther? Charles Spurgeon Ooh. or John MacArthur? <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that it was going to be John Wesley and not John MacArthur. <laughs> Are you making a comparison there? <laughs> yeah, no, no. There is no comparison. 
One's got to go. Um, wow, one has to go. Goodness, let's All see. All the work. You have, well, let's see. Um, you have two Baptists. <laughs> uh, you can't trade one either. Let's just juggle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know that I don't know that John Calvin could have accomplished what he did without Luther, but we need mm. Calvin because Luther was certainly no Calvin, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, true. And then, and then we have coming along after that, we have Spurgeon and Dr. MacArthur standing on the shoulders of both mm. of those men. So it's mm. kind of like if you pull one out, you're going to be in trouble. So, um, gosh, I don't know. Got to have one. Say if you have to. If you have to take one out, who do you take out? I can't take one out. Oh, you, you, got, have to take one you out? got to. <laughs> you got to. One's got to. Said, got to yeah. go. Yeah. Wow. Get yourself in trouble. So, go ahead. Um, Get yourself in trouble. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who do I take out out of this? This, 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 this is very difficult. You guys should have sent me this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's part of the point. So, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say right up front. If if I take one of these out, if I take Luther or Calvin out, mm-hmm. then the whole thing falls apart. Right, 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 so, right. Yeah. Um. So I have to take out Let the Holy Spirit work. or or Doctor MacArthur. So mm, I, I would wow. do, I would do Doctor MacArthur because we got Josh Bice. Also, yeah. He's well, he's still I'm he's still definitely known MacArthur. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> So if I have to take out one of these four at this point, I'm going to have to take out Dr. MacArthur. Yeah. Yeah. I need to say that. Yeah. 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 Hey. All right. There we go. What is the biggest threat to evangelicalism today? Today. Well, um, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to remain consistent. I do believe that social justice presently speaking is the greatest threat that the evangelical church is facing mm-hmm. right now. I, I do think that there are a lot of um, clarifications and definitions that are still needed in this debate. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there's a lot of uh, methods and positions that still need to be clarified in this ongoing debate. Okay. But I do actually believe that it is the largest threat to the Church of Jesus Christ in our present day. Now, again, you have to understand my theology. I know that there is nothing that's going to prevail against God's Church. Mm-hmm. Amen. But as it pertains to uh, the, the wicked attempt to sidetrack the Church or yep. to cause the Church to uh, be guilty of mission drift at some level, um, I do believe uh, that social justice is the biggest threat presently. Mm. Hey, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Sweet home, Georgia. Georgia. That was good, man. All right, Josh, are your kids Christians? I have two believing children. I had the privilege this Lord's Day on Resurrection Sunday to baptize hey. my uh, oldest son. Um, he's the second born of our four children. Um, he just turned 11. Uh, he's recently professed faith in Christ. Mm. Um, I do believe he was uh, converted. I don't know exactly when, but I've, I've been seeing fruit, and there was just a, an ongoing need to, to repent openly, as we've had uh, very open conversations recently. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, uh, John Mark is going to be baptized on Sunday. Good Looking job. forward to that. But my oldest, Karis, she's 13. So uh, she's a believer. She's baptized. And then we have two younger children. So I have Callie. And uh, Callie is uh, certainly, she's, she's not quite at the point where I would say that she's a believer. My youngest is Judson, and he's, he's six, and he is not a believer at this point. So, yeah, we have four children, two of which are believers. Mm. Uh. <laughs> we have a lot to say about that. All right. Uh, yeah, this is mine. Is it? I, I wanted that I one. I get this one. All right. I, I, okay, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Okay. Donald Trump wins election 2020, and he calls you the day after the election. Dr. Bice, what are the top three things? How do I do? How do I do Donald Trump? <laughs> Dr. Bice, what are the, <laughs> no, <laughs> what are the top don't. three things I can do to rule as a godly president? What would you tell him? To to rule as a godly president is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I think the the very first thing that he would need to do would be to bow his knee to Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. um, I would I would evangelize him. I would share with him the true gospel. The gospel that he has said that he embraces is not the gospel of Jesus. So I think if he wants to rule as the very best godly president, he has to first uh, be a man who is pursuing holiness yeah. and a man who is bowing his knee before the highest throne, which is God's throne, and puts himself under the submission uh, to a sovereign God, and then and then he will be able to lead as a godly president. So I think that that's going to be uh, the very first thing. The second thing I would say would be that we've had a lot of professing Christian presidents uh, in in the last say fifty to to sixty years, um, and then we've had some within the past say twenty five years to thirty years who have stated that they're against abortion, but yet at the same time, they don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking back to the Bush era. I'm thinking back to all of the the talk and the rhetoric about let's let's, uh, get the right people in the right seats as far as the Supreme Court is concerned Mm -hmm. and and, and things of that nature. And then we're going to find a way to finally put an end to this this horrible, horrible thing that we know is abortion. So I would say uh, right now he is at a juncture to where he can do what many professing Christians have said that they were going to do as far as the presidents are concerned in uh, American history, if he would just do it. And so push hard, uh, I would say that that's the direction that he needs to go. And then again, uh, the the third thing is I would say – as it pertains to uh, leading and and, um, and and making policy and, and putting forth policy in our nation, I think that he needs to, to really look at the issues as it pertains to um, the freedom of speech and the mm. protecting the freedom of speech for mm. the gospel to be proclaimed openly. So, when there's an attack on the freedom of speech and there are hate laws and hate crimes that are going to be pressed upon the church, that's going to muzzle our ability to preach openly and to print uh, books and to spread the truth of God's word. So I would say 
in that order, I would yeah. say he needs to bow to Christ, he needs to put a stop to abortion, and he needs to protect the freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> right. Real good! Lightning round. All right, so what makes a good Southern Baptist Convention president? Oh, wow. Mm. Um, I think that uh, to be a good SBC president, you need to be able to work um, with a uh, – I think you need to be able to work with people that you don't agree with on every specific issue. So the way that the SBC is structured, it's like a massive battleship. And on that battleship, you're going to have people that you're going to agree with very closely on very important issues. And then you're going to have under that tent, if you want to use the tent analogy, under that tent, it's such a large tent, that there are going to be certain little pockets of people mm-hmm. that you're not going to agree with on specific issues. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to be a good SBC, SBC president, you're going to have to be able to work with people that you don't agree with mm-hmm. on every little issue. And you're going to be able to try to look at the bigger picture and to, uh, to formulate strategy and to try to you know help other specific ministries operate with efficiency. And ultimately the SBC is basically for a couple of purposes. It's a collective organization organization to try to figure out a way to educate. So there's an educational arm and then there's a missional arm. So we pull money together to try to figure out ways to support the educational branches and then to get people to the mission field and plant churches. So if you can figure out the way, the, the best way to do that, collectively, that's going to make a really good president. But you also, I would say, I would just add to that, you're going to have to be a man who's not going to be so much worried about pleasing everyone. You're going to have to just make decisions that are biblical and then just let the chips fall where they may. I would say that both of those aspects are going to have to work together. But the SBC president doesn't have to be a man, does he? Um, if you're asking me, and, and since you are asking me, I'm going to say absolutely he needs to be a man. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So All right. does that make J.D. Greer, is he a good president or a bad president? Well, I, I think he's a man, right? So, <laughs> that's, 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 that's where the bar is. Right? So <laughs> and then second of all, I think that, um, you know, J.D. has many good ideas and he has many good positions. I don't agree with him on everything. I don't agree with him on many things. Um, and and I, and again, I, I think that that goes into the whole social justice conversation because there are some issues that he's promoting and some ideas, especially as it pertains to complementarianism, yep, yep. that I would not agree with him on. But um, again, he's a man, and I think that he's a hard charging leader. So I think that we still have some some time to make judgment on him because he was just elected this past June. So. All right, really fast, really fast. What are your top three modern theologians? Top three modern theologians. Got to be alive. Okay, yeah. Oh, has to be alive. So so R.C. Sproul can't fit into that category. Wow. Oh, no. Has to be alive. Got to be alive. He's a Presbyterian. We should give him a pass, guys. Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, let's see, I hard for me to think about those who are living um, versus not as far as present day and modern history. You, you do 19th century, 19th um, century. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that 
I do really love John MacArthur um, as far as a preacher. He's not really the, the, the typical theologian, but I do sure. respect him. I do. Well, you had to make up for him. that I last do. question. Yeah. What's that? You yeah. had to make up for that last question. So that's a good way to make yeah, up. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I did have to make up for it. Yeah, yeah you did. Kicking so, him off the boat. You know, I think that I think that Dr. MacArthur is a man that we're going to remember as probably one of the greatest expositors of um, you know our our lifetime. I don't know that he would be classified in many circles as the greatest theologian, but he's definitely uh, on the top uh, on the top list of expositors. I would say um, another man that I really learn a lot from is. Uh, Joel Beakey. I really like uh, Dr. I like his work on the Puritans. I've really learned a lot from him as it pertains to family worship. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I'm very grateful for him and, and, and have learned much from him. So um, I would say Dr. Beakey. I would also say that um, I've learned a lot from various different types of people, but also I, I've learned a lot from Sinclair Ferguson. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've read a lot of his books. I've learned much from him as well. And so, again, I don't know that I would say these are the three top theologians in our present day, but I would say that I definitely have learned much from these men, and they've they've shaped my life in yeah. many ways. That's great. Hit me, hit him, hit him, Fred, hit him. All right. So Eric Mason's at your church and just got done writing the book Woke Church, and you say to him, "What?" (laughs) Eric Mason, he just got done writing Woke Church. He's a member at your church, and you come to him and say, "What?" Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, I I I think that we need to sit down and have a a very honest uh, conversation involving questions specific to social justice racism and the whole uh, drumbeat of this uh, this ideology that that whiteness is sinful um, I think that I think that I would I would approach him as a man that needs to be corrected I think I would try to gently correct him as my brother um, I don't know that that Eric Mason would be a member of my church, number one. Uh, but, but let's just let's just go with the question. So, yeah. so he's a member of the church, and he's writing this book. I would hope that we could have some conversations before he sends it to the publisher, yeah. So that we could look at that that manuscript and we could work out some of the issues that are in that very book. Um, I do think that the book itself, and I have read it. I do think that it's loaded with progressive ideas that come from uh, the, the the world of politics. And we would say, I would just say to him, he needs to repent of the title because huh. Jesus's church does not need woke attached to it. Ooh. A, a, a term that comes out of, it comes out of the, the black nationalist movement, yeah. um, a term that's loaded and uh, is pregnant with all sorts of, of baggage that the church of Jesus Christ should never be attached to the term woke. (laughs) So uh, I would, I would gently rebuke him and I would say, I think you need to repent of that name, that, that title of your book. You need to, you need to alter that to start with. Mm. So, I mean, you know, 
yeah, so so that's that's the direction that I would go with that. What is the next? Why is the next G three conference on worship? The next conference is on worship because uh, what drives many churches in evangelicalism today is not the the true theology of Scripture and a true mm. desire to worship a transcendent holy God. Mm. And so what we have is we have churches that have been designed around a, a certain type of pragmatic scheme mm. or a marketing strategy to get people to come to their church. And since this is the quote-unquote Easter season, we have reports of helicopters dropping thousands of eggs out of a have some sort of a basket into the back lawn of the local church in, in communities sort of around America. Bet you they're Baptists. Have you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's let's not go so quickly to throw Baptists under the bus, brother. We can go I'm, to the PCA and start talking about Presbyterians when we get to the social justice issue, if you want. But I'm just saying we ain't got no um, helicopters yet. Ooh, that's all. That's all. Yeah. Y'all ahead yeah. of us on that. <laughs> so so we have so we have Easter bunnies walking around with uh, children in the in the church lawn. We have all sorts of goofy things that churches think that they have to do to try to attract the world to come to church. Yeah. Well, let's just say that you're actually successful in doing that. Now, what are you going to do to keep the world happy mm. in your church? Well, you certainly can't preach the Bible. <laughs> You certainly can't preach lengthy sermons, so now yeah. you're you're going to have to adjust your worship service yeah. to mm-hmm. cater to ungodly people. So now suddenly there's rock concerts, there's really short sermonettes being preached. Yeah. Um, the the regulative principle is thrown out the window Ooh. when you bow your knee to pragmatism. Mm. Yeah, that's good. He mentioned the regulative principle. Man. All right, I think we got time for one more. Pastor Toby, one more. I got it. Okay. So why was the burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral such a tragedy? It was a tragedy because of the great common grace upon humanity that we see in architecture and art. Mm. Um, However, it wasn't a tragedy when you think about the fact that um, that was a a cathedral that was very much the centerpiece of worship for many people. And what were they actually doing in that cathedral as far as their form of worship. Well, in many ways, it was blasphemous worship. They were worshiping a false god uh, in false ways. Uh, They were uh, using idols, like uh, various different um, statues and, Mm -hmm. you know, the the whole crucifix and praying to images of Mary and certain other uh, forms of art that they were actually perverse as they were using that in a form of worship. So I was very much conflicted when I saw the burning of that building. I have been all through Germany. I've been to Wittenberg. I've been to France. I have been in all sorts of third world countries and, and I've been into these cathedrals and in many ways, they're just unbelievably beautiful as far as the architecture. But what's happening in those cathedrals is blasphemous. Mm -hmm. So as the idols were being burned, I would say that was a good thing. But I would say um, we need to check our evangelical brothers who were on social media saying we need to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. I think we need to make sure that we're interpreting that within the proper context. 
Um, because again, we, we're not called as believers to weep with just the pagan world when their idols are burning, mm. for instance. <laughs> so I, 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 I think that we need to be very cautious yeah. there. Mm. But I would say that I think it's okay to be sad when you see something that's of that uh, beauty and the, the great architecture and the things that you can look at and say, man, that's just a really special building as far as the design of it and, and all of that. So it, it, as far as the common grace and as far as the beauty goes, and as far as the architecture, yeah, I was definitely sad. I, I love to see great big buildings like that historically um, speaking. But as far as the idol worship and the blasphemous stuff, um, yeah, I wasn't sad about that. Mm. So, Dr. Bynes, just real quick before we go, you got 30 seconds. Give us a, your best Easter Sunday gospel presentation before we go to break. Real quick, real quick. Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, 30 seconds. 30 well, seconds. Um, the Bible says that, uh, that that Jesus Christ was born in human flesh. He lived a sinless life, which none of us could live. Uh, he's the second Adam, which did what the first Adam could not do. Amen. He yes. did not fail in his mission. He lived a sinless life. He upheld the law of God. He did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Glory. And in fulfilling the law, he came uh, as the, the one who pleases the Father and to accomplish the Father's will. And so he was betrayed, he was brutally beaten, he was murdered, crucified on a Roman cross, and yet all of this was the foreordained plan of God before the foundation of the world to save his people from their sins. That's why it is that you see the angel saying to Joseph that she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for He shall save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus died on the cross in John 19.30, he declared, it is finished. The work that he came to accomplish is done. All of the sins of all of God's people have now been atoned for. And then they put him in a borrowed tomb. And three days later, he proved that he is very God, a very God, when he stepped out from the tomb, bodily resurrected, Mm. proving that he is God in human flesh, and then he preached the gospel for 40 days before he ascended to the right hand of the Father and did what no other high priest could ever do. He sat down because amen. his work was finished. Oh, amen. amen. Ooh, praise God. And the website that we can go to if we want to sign up for the G3 conference would be? G3conference.com. Mm. Dr. Bice, we're so glad to have you on the show. You can bring your offerings up to CrossPolitik.com if you want to right now. <laughs> More CrossPolitik when we come back. Dr. Bice, thank you so much for joining us, sir. My pleasure. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. By the thousands, parents are saying, not with my kid you don't, and have enrolled their children in private academies, have started to homeschool, have taken advantage of tutorial services, and so forth. However, this growing challenge to secular education has some necessary ramifications in the years to come for which established evangelical colleges are singularly unprepared. The reasons for this are legion, 
but all reduced to the embarrassing fact that there's far too much jelly in Evangelical. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. You can always catch us at crosspolitic.com. Yes, you can. This week, Time Magazine released their 100 Most Influential People, and we found eight names that were in that the running. Didn't yeah, make the cut. That didn't quite make the cut. They left on the cut. We, we, we were in the in the room. With everybody. And, well, they, they actually cleared out. <laughs> and there was just a, it was a big mess. Yeah. And we were digging through the papers on the floor, and we found eight names they forgot. Wow. Like, for example, Virginia Governor Ralph Blackface Northam. Yeah, he should have made it. He should have made, made that. I mean, why Time Magazine, why maybe not? Maybe not 100, but definitely like I mean, he's like 100, two. 102, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I think he should have been on the Current SBC president, J.D. Christians can have dancing girls to Greer. <laughs> mm. Definitely should have made the list. I, I mean, oh, I, man. They, they, were th- they were thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. just didn't quite make mm-hmm. Former Vice President Joe Sniff Your Hair Biden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely he didn't make the list. He was not on the list. Helping uh, pervs out. I mean, Absolutely. He, he was, <laughs> they were thinking about it. Or Virginia Delegate Kathy Gypsy Moth Tran. Yeah. Mm, I remember her. You remember yeah. her? Yeah, she was the one who... Um, she wanted to protect the moths. Yes, on the but same not the babies. Day, on the same day that she, she said that the Virginia abortion bill would allow abortions all the way up to delivery. Infanticide. Yeah. She also uh, submitted a bill to the Virginia uh, uh, Congress uh, to protect the gypsy moths. Mm. Oh, my gracious. Number five. Left on the floor. We yeah. found this. They were they were seriously considering PCA pastor Lig. I got woke Duncan. Ouch. Well, well, yeah. Yes. You didn't know that. Yeah. They, they were it's popular they were, nowadays. They were thinking about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ohio Representative Janine. But can we still kill black babies, Boyd? Ooh. Because Ohio passed a heartbeat bill. Yeah. And she wanted to slip in an amendment. She said, can we at least have exceptions for black babies? Yeah. Oh, you know. Can man. we still kill That's them? Horrible. Cut slavery. Right? Yep. You know because because Pharaoh didn't kill him. <laughs> oh. Also, in the running. Star of the Fox show Empire, oh, Jussie. Yeah. I should have gotten an Oscar for this Smollett. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't on the list. I mean, yeah. I, I really think. Isn't there obstruction of justice somewhere in there? Uh, he, this, this boy pulled one of the greatest justice jukes since uh, O.J. Simpson. Justice jukes since O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, so true. this last one, um, our intern Cooper, he found this one on the floor. He brought this to me just oh, a yeah, minute yeah. ago. Yeah. New okay. York Governor. Andrew, the new slave master Cuomo. Oh yeah, oh, he definitely got to make that list. You know, he should have been oh, yeah. on there totally. Oh, yeah. wow. You know, I mean, and all in New York. Because we're gonna we're gonna celebrate killing the babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to talk about the Mueller report. Okay. After nearly two years of investigation, thousands of subpoenas, hundreds of warrants, and witness interviews, the special counsel confirmed that the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere with the 2016 presidential election but did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded in those efforts. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, it's not the Democrats who have questioned some of the process here. A Republican appointed judge on Tuesday said you have, quote, created an environment that has caused a significant part of the American public to be concerned about these redactions. You've cleared the president on obstruction. The president is fundraising off of your comments about spying. And here you have remarks that are quite generous to the president, including acknowledging his feelings and his emotions. 
So what do you say to people on both sides of the aisle who are concerned that you are trying to protect the president? Well, actually, the, the statements about his, his, his uh, sincere beliefs are, for, are, are recognized in the report that there was substantial evidence for that. So I'm not sure what your basis is for saying that I am being generous to the president. You face an unprecedented situation. It just seems well, like there's a lot of effort to say, to, to go out of your way to acknowledge how this Well, is there, is there another precedent for it? No, but it's unusual. Okay, so unprecedented is an accurate description, isn't it? Okay. What do you say? <laughs> you you were being favorable by you, saying President Trump faced an unprecedented situation, yeah, and, and then she challenges uh, that. Yeah. And is there precedent for this? And she's like, "Well, no." <laughs> so yeah. it's unprecedented. unprecedented yeah, that, right? that's the definition of the word. Right. Unprecedented. What school did no you precedent. go to? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, All right. So this is Attorney Barr. He's doing a, a, a press re- not press release. Attorney General. Uh, um, Attorney General Bill William Barr. Um, yep. And he's doing he's doing a press before the report gets released. So the r- report right. just got right. released Thursday afternoon, a few days ago. Right. Yeah. And and so the report has come out. The report clearly um, releases uh, President Trump from any uh, indictment of collusion. Right. All right. So collusion so is out. Two major sections to the report. Yep. The first one is collusion. The second one is obstruction of justice. And right. then in the obstruction of justice side of things. There's um, some lies that the the camp uh, Trump campaign and not the Trump campaign, but the Trump administration had had been documented. So there's right. some documented lies in it. But as the I look at it in the two big categories, okay, no collusion. So which means in my mind, then you can't um, get him for obstruction of justice, but- even if he lied, which it looks like he did. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Even if he lied, you can't prosecute him for obstruction because it was all about collusion. Yeah. If there's no collusion, you can't get obstruction on that. Right. So if there was no collusion, then the qu- that would what see- was he obstructing? Yeah. Against? What was he right. obstructing? Right. And, and and even if he was playing dirty or pushing back or being yep. evasive or whatever, right. if he didn't do the crime, then he's not ultimately obstructing the justice that would prosecute that crime. He's doing something else. He's lying. He's and, not being yeah. honest and that's person, the question. but he's yeah. not obstructing this justice. For those of you that are like me that just like can't keep up with this, like, I mean, just yeah. so back, back up. Remember, yeah. so we're talking about Russians buying ad space on social media right. during the last presidential campaign. Right. Okay. Now, that's number, part of, yeah, yeah. Number one question is, is, you know, who else buys ad space during don't presidential look campaigns? Across, uh, don't look across politics. <laughs> we didn't do it. Mm. David? Huh? Cross politic ad? Everybody buys ads. Sure. Anybody can buy ads. What other nations bought ads? Right. Yeah. Right. They didn't need Trump's help to figure out which ads to run and which ones to buy. To do and, well, and who, who slants messaging more than anybody? <laughs> right. And mainstream media. And, and, yeah, the mainstream media. And does Facebook and Twitter, do they filter every single ad that they sell to make sure that the exact truth is being is, is being um, only disseminated. If Tighten, they're tightening that up. <laughs> only if it's pro-life and Christian. That up. Right. Outside yep. of that, no. No, no. They, they have a certain slant, <laughs> yeah, actually. Sure, and sure. yeah, they are tightening it up. But the question was whether Trump and or his team intentionally, the word was colluded. Worked with Russia. Colluded with aided Russia. and abetted um, knowingly yeah. with those Russian businessmen who were um, trying b- to impact buy, our election. Buying these ads. Like yeah, Hillary right. did. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> But anyways, uh, the the Mueller report says there is no uh, conclusive evidence that yep. Trump or anybody on his team did that. Yep. Uh, they might have cheered it on, you know, from a distance. They might have said, woohoo. Yep. And they did. Uh, and they did. They did. Uh, but that is the difference between that 
and actually meeting with them and saying, all right, now you buy this ad space and right. here's the words to say. Yeah. yeah. I like what Gabe says, though, at this point. You got to remember, we're talking about 2000, what, 16? 16. This okay. is during so, Obama's administration. That's one thing that Gabe brought up that was, thought was yeah. extremely important. Yeah. Who was supposed to be protecting us at the time? Yeah. Who's supposed Obama. to be making sure we had a fair election? Who was election? supposed to be make sure that the election was held fair? Oh, yeah. this happened right. on Obama's so watch? Yep. Whether or not Trump can be watching from the sideline and saying, you know what? I'm not president. Yeah. I'm not responsible for what they do. Right. And Obama didn't necessarily yeah. stop them from operating. And he right. knew what right. was going on. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I have to agree. I, that's that's a great observation. Yeah. Who's, who was in charge at that time? And are they responsible? Oh, but um, but remember, it's the whiteness. Oh. The whiteness. <laughs> did, no, did Obama have a white cabinet? No, what, what <laughs> we stop. We stop that. <laughs> but the, also, the thing I want to bring up here. <laughs> I just lost two shades. Is that, is that there is uh, this. I mean, Trump, if you if you think about it, Trump beat the Obama administration, right? Trump beat the Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. Trump beat mainstream media. Trump beat social media. Which Trump was beat the Republicans. Yeah, Trump did. beat the Republican How Party. How many people were in that race? To get nominated and to become president. Trump beat everybody. Right. I think I think this is I think Attorney General Barr is right. This is an unprecedented precedented election for President Trump. He beat everybody. Right. And now he's a beating like and it, uh, Attorney General Barr said that there was spying on Trump's election campaign. Right. Yeah. Now, they're trying to determine if it was legal spying or illegal spying, but we now know that there was actual spying on the Trump campaign, okay. which is insane. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, uh, granted, I just I want to put this in some context. Whatever they were going after over here, I think it's done in one sense. I think the Democrats are going to figure out something to do with it, make a play from this, maybe for the next election. Maybe impeach him in, but, Kong, but in they, the House or something. Dead horses never stopped him. No, no, no they, they be, like to beat dead horses. <laughs> they, they beat dead horses. The media is okay with that. But yeah. one of the things that Michelle Bachman said was that Trump is the most Christian president that we've uh, had uh, in our lifetime. And I said she might be right. And you said she might be right. And okay. so when you look at this, and, and when I started going through, and I'm not done yet, I'm still going through this report, just taking my time with it. It, it, some of the things make me uncomfortable knowing that he's intentionally deceiving and lying right. and asking people to lie for him. There are some mm. things there that makes me say, I wish, oh, uh, you know, right. and, and because none of it is necessarily uh, done in court, it's not perjury. So they can't really get him on that, but it's done to the media. Right. Right. And so uh, I, I don't know how I feel how do you about, think about that, I, I think, if, if, especially right. as a guy who you're going to call him the most Christian well, president we've had. And it, this is our example it, of Christianity. The accusations that are brought against him, just for people like me who don't keep up with Trump and everything. Yeah, um, it, he's it, it is alleged that he lied about Trump Tower um, going into Moscow, Russia, right. uh-huh. not Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That'd be, that'd be crazy. He just want to build Trump Tower here. Yeah, We're going to have Crappy Jets Tower here. Yeah, <laughs> um, he instructed apparently Donald Jr., to lie to the press mm-hmm. in a statement about Trump Tower, yep. uh, about a meeting with Russians yep. about Trump Tower, yep. apparently. Uh, he tried to push uh, Don uh, McGahn uh, to lie uh, to the media about Trump's um, desire to fire James Comey. Yep. Yep. Um, he tried uh, uh, to push Attorney General Sessions to talk about his innocence. Um, right. He also apparently tried to pressure Sessions into unrecusing himself. Sessions had recused right. himself. himself. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, and then he tried to get um, again uh, to fire Mueller at one point, yep. um, which which actually Trump has the authority to do. He's president. He, yeah, right. He can but fire he anybody he, that right. falls under but his executive branch. He didn't do it to try and make himself look 
good and innocent trying well, to get somebody else well, to do it. Well, because later sense. he could be charged with obstruction of justice. And all through this, all through this, he's actually, you know, he's tweeting regularly, publicly yeah. about, you know, what he thinks ought to be happening. Um, he's, 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 th- you know, sort of threatening, you know, yeah. th- and, and, and maligning people. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, as well, is that, um, is that obstruction of justice or not? Right. Um, and the question is, it seems to me like Christians need, so we need a backup. And we're like, so what do we think about this? This is such a mess. Yeah, it's absolutely I crazy. wish, you know, where's the answer key? Yeah, right. Do you right. have the answer key? Right. Gabe, do you no. have the answer key? No. Where's the scorecard, right? We, that's what we want. But I think we actually have one. It's the Bible. Yeah. And and I know that that could sound like, oh, okay. That's cheating. That's cheating, right? That's cheating. No, but the question is, is the Christians need to ask, what would a godly, what would it look like for a godly man to walk into a mess like this? Right. Full of lies, full of bribery, full right. of covetousness, yeah. full of sexual immorality. Right. He'd tick everybody off. What, what would a godly person, what would that look like? And I think the only way we can actually answer that question is actually by going back to the Bible yeah. and saying, has anything like this ever happened before? Yeah. Christians are so biblically illiterate, we don't even know how, mm. what it looks like to walk into a mess like this. So, right. you know, for example, is this like the period of the judges? There's ele- there's elements to it. Yeah, Every, where, everyone where doing kinda, what's what right in their right own in their eyes, eyes. Right. Um, and you have moments where God raises up judges, yep. like like who a, are s- imperfect, yeah, by far. Right. But you, but uh, you know, imperfect it, and got, godly are kind of two different things here. In one sense, though, sure. you, but is Samson you put, godly? Uh, yes, but he's yeah. Uh, but how yeah. Well, he got of included he in the Great I mean, Hall of Faith of, in of Hebrews course, chapter twelve? Of course he is. But I, my, my, my problem is with Samson's godliness is with Trump's godliness. How many prostitutes does Samson pay off? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. and 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 really did fall. Yeah, and really did sin. Yeah, and really was a man of faith according to Hebrews twelve. Yeah, or eleven. Yeah, I, I get and that. filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Yep. Are you willing to put all those things on Trump? No. Okay. So then, that, so I'm, then, what but, do we talk about? But I'm, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying maybe. I. <laughs> Because we we can look back 2020 with the with the Bible and it says, hey, Samson was filled with the Holy Spirit. So we could say that in the midst of all his sin. But what what I'm saying is, is that we're trying like so Christians are trying to look through the fog and the smoke of media and everything and feelings and friends and politics. And we're saying we're squinting and being like, so is Trump the worst thing that ever happened to us? (laughs) Uh, yeah. no. the middle of the route, he's middle surprisingly of the road, a blessing right. to us in a or lot of ways. Maybe right. the best thing that's happened to us yeah. in a long time. And my point is, well, what would we have thought of Samson? Man, watching Samson marry a you know a, a pagan girl, yeah, Philistine. Uh, watching him yeah. pick fights with the Philistines yeah. when mm-hmm. we've we've worked out a peace agreement with the Philistines, yeah. and he yeah. and he just what do you do with the foxes? He lit torches and put he, it in. Well, he made Peter mad. Burn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He took Peter off. There were animals harmed in the filming of this movie. Um, That's my point. Or or, or let's let's zoom. Let's go ahead. Um, What if you're living in Israel um, and uh, during the time of of Josiah, Mm -hmm. King King Mm -hmm. Josiah? Remember um, uh, the 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 the, it was wicked. There was idols in the temple, right? And and uh, I remember uh, the the wicked um, queen. Who had all of the prince, all the sons of the king put to death. Right. And Josiah was the one that was saved. Right. Right. And then you've got this, 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 uh, basically the head of the, the general of the military stages a coup wow. against yep. the queen. Yeah. And says, we're going to have a big holy day and all the Baal priests and prophets need to be in the temple. Right. And he instructs the, the guard to surround it. Don't let anybody out. And then he says, and then he says, and when they are all there, kill them all. Right. Don't let one escape. Yeah. And um, 
I don't so, know. I don't really know, know how to apply. I, I was going to say. I don't really know how to apply that. Wait a second. But here's the thing. Get everybody in the White House and be wet again. What what you say? No, this is my point though. No, you get everybody in Notre Dame Cathedral. Uh oh. No. The thing is, is that I think we read the Bible, though, sometimes really simplistically, like as though everybody, all the good guys and it all the bad guys. It wasn't always as clean as we like to think it, it was. was. Not I clean. agree. All these good guys and bad right. guys didn't have like, you know, it didn't say, you know, Yankees and Mariners. Right. You know, if it says that, then everybody knows. We cheer for the Mariners and the Yankees are horrible. Right. 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 And, it, you know, or, or the good guys and the bad guys. Right. Sure. It, they're not labeled that way. We got to be and, able to distinguish between righteousness, unrighteousness, um, uh, co-belligerence we've talked about yeah. this on the show before how many people in israel though were in some way compromised with Baal worship oh yeah yeah right, easily right. for it to be this proliferated this is why they got they some of the leaders they got very compromised how yeah. many people said whoa 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 i don't know about this this change of regime and i mean yeah she was kind of bad but i mean it, she wasn't quite so mean and hateful right yeah. you know josiah's new regime is it's it's sharp. I mean, they just put a bunch of people to death. I mean, is that very Christian? So right. are you saying that it's right. okay for Trump to fight the way he's fighting because he's like a judge in the time of judges? I'm saying <laughs> it might be. I'm saying it might be right. I, I think that's too ambiguous for me. I know. Yes or no? I know. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, because because I mean, we can't really know from this distance. I'm. It's, yeah, I, I think in the some thing, sense. when you're in a bar brawl, when you're in a bar brawl, nobody's no people aren't fighting clean. Right. And and I think. That doesn't mean that Christians then can do anything at all. And it doesn't mean that Christians can support other Christians for doing yeah. anything they want. Yeah. The, the standards of word, the word of God still applies. But I think sometimes we haven't read our Bibles closely enough. Yeah, but I, but I agree. But the, they were wrong. Who? Samson was wrong. Oh, at, at one point. <laughs> at one point he but was. Yeah, was yeah, but yeah. he was. It says that the spirit filled him and he went and married a pagan woman and his parents thought he was wrong. Yeah. And a lot of Christians think he was wrong. But it actually says the spirit filled him and he went and married a pagan woman. When would you give your son permission to marry a pagan woman? I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. but, but, but God but apparently God had tell, something else going on. When God I, tells Hosea to take marry, a wife, I prostitute, get it. right? I get it. But again, I don't know how those apply right. I can't apply that to when is our it okay, situation When is right it okay now. to lie? Uh, you know what? Show me the situation. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, that's too ambiguous for me, man. Just show me the situation. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you accurate intentions. Yeah. That's when, not ambiguous. I'm actually applying it way how, more detail how about, there. How about when... The entire um, federal government system is entrenched with debauchery yeah. and um, and complete corruption yep. and is trying to take out the one man who might actually be able to take them down. Yeah. I'm, again, I, I like the fact that we have that there. I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying that there's what's happening. Right I'm just now. saying but in that situation, could he lie? Oh, yeah, I, I have. I get I think that's what he's doing. I think he's fighting like yeah, that. Right. But I don't know. Right. I know. Is what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> this is the thing. I'm sitting here looking at this and, and, and I'm like, there are things that I'm trying to hold together. I have no problem right. with a brawl and a fight. Yeah. We got to get there. We'll get there. Right. But there's a point where it's like, OK, um, do I know this is the situation? I know. Do I know really what's because I need some sort of handles on this situation right. and I don't know where we're at right now. And this is the problem with um, social media and the big media. I mean, you got to be careful. I and mean, Christians got to be careful, too, because the way the social media is, is set up to work. It will make you think something is happening yeah. that's not actually happening. Yep. That's right. it, it's designed to feed you what it thinks you want to see and hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yep. exactly. It, it's it it's, des it's designed to reinforce biases. That's right. Yeah. And so if you're this like rah, 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 pro-Trump person, you're going to 
get fed a lot of that stuff right because they want to keep you coming back right um if you're anti-trump you're gonna and, get that and you're pro bernie or whatever you, you got that getting, getting yeah. dumped into your, right. your feed too and That's you're gonna right. think and look what happened to the media for during the time of election right, right. they got it all wrong they because everybody wrong. got yep. the same sort of but feed. Let's, let's be honest one of the biggest problem here is our federal government's too big right yeah, I mean that's. I can't yeah. read it. Yeah, you can't read I it. Can't we can't read sort it well. It. I want. I want Russ Fulcher. I want my congressman to come back and kind of tell me what's going on. That's a good I point. I want someone who is in the mess you over know, there, but represents Idaho. That's actually what representatives are for. That's right. kind of what's supposed to be happening. You know, to, but how someone, many I, represent- someone I trust, someone I elected, someone I voted for in Idaho to go yeah. in, help me sort through this mess. That's Russ, really good. Actually, that's know? actually really good, Gabe. Because, I think so too. Because I think. Number one, I, I I think it's easy for Christians to have apathy and give in to apathy at the federal level. Yeah, and I think we should we should push against that and say, yeah, it's a mess, but God gave us His Word. Yeah, the Word is clear. The world is messy. Yeah, yeah. and so let's go back to the Word and let's try to apply the Word the best we can. But number two, I think your point is exactly right. God has designed the world to work um, through representation, hierarchical right. structures, right? And you 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 have to pray and think big picture, right? But you have to act locally. Yeah. Yeah. And how how many guys are going to come back from the government and, and from our representatives are going to come back and tell us, let me tell you guys what's going on with the Mueller We need report. to ask them to tell us. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we need yeah. to hold them accountable and say, right. Russ Fulcher, what happened? Yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's going on there yeah. really? Yeah. Right. And if you're not getting straight answers and if you're not getting people who are thinking clearly, right. we need to hold their feet to the fire. Right. Yeah. And we say, look, you are representing us there. Another thing, though, is don't forget like the really local levels you got you i mean that's the only place you can really yeah, know what's right. going on you know, right if, if you if you are if you know your city council yeah and and let me let me just say a word here um we i'm gonna give away i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something that Vody bacham told us can i tell him this I yes think, i'm gonna yes, tell him this. yes actually is, i think is, it's actually is recorded this, is this yeah. in our in our club content? it absolutely is we yeah. talked to Vody one time about how to how to deal with um uh abortion yep. in particular yep and he had this great line where he just said when he was in houston pastoring he said that they started um, praying for their city council members every week and every week. And they would send them cards periodically and just let them know, hey, we prayed for you this week. This is what we wow. said. And he said they remember he remembers getting cards back, letters back, yep. notes back from city council members who they were on the completely opposite side of the political spectrum right. from, yeah. saying, thank you. No one's ever said that to us before no one's communicated to us that they're <laughs> praying for us <laughs> we and, usually don't hear from christians <laughs> and, and this is the thing and I, I just i mean i know that we've got a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, people in our audience who are, are are busy on the pro-life front the you know let's end abortion now absolutely and, and and doing the prophetic rebuke thing and i know that that there's a place for that yeah. you've seen us do that yeah but don't forget the other side. Yeah. Don't forget the part about praying for them. Yep. Don't forget about taking them Amen. out for lunch. Yes. Take them out for lunch. Yeah. That's right. Say, I'm a Christian, and I know what you're called to do by God is 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 hard. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. It's challenging. You have a lot of people shooting at you and angry at you. How can I pray for you? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you you know that's that, really good. You can share concerns with them and so on. But are you loving them? Are you reaching out to them? Are you sharing the love of Christ with them? And right. are you praying for them? But this is the thing when. When messes happen then locally, we know you right. can go back to that same representative, that That's city right. council member, and you can mm-hmm. say, what's going on? Right. Yeah. And they live down the street from you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you can actually hold them accountable. And, and, and you can run this prayer pray because Jesus is risen from the dead. Right. This prayer play yeah. because Jesus is risen from yeah. the dead. Because yeah. Jesus because, is Lord and Jesus is king. He's king of your city. Yeah. He's Lord of your city. 
And and we can assume the sinner. And his death and resurrection applies. Yeah. It applies and, and we, to the public yeah. square. And we we can go to them and we can say, we're Christians. We lo- we want to pray for you. Yeah. How can we help you? Um, would you be interested in a Bible study? Here's a book that I found that was helpful. Yeah. Um, but you can do that in a way that's 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 reaching out to them. And then yeah. you build relationships. We've got another friend that was a pastor in Boulder, Colorado for a number of that's years. Right. Yeah. Um, who who just he was just a pastor and he just took city officials out for lunch right. and coffee regularly. Just got to know them. Yeah. And what he found was over the years as he built those relationships, when crises hit Boulder, Colorado, yep. the chief of police, city council members, mm-hmm. mayors, mm-hmm. fire chiefs would reach out to him because he already had a relationship with right. them yeah. and say, you know, do you have any advice for me? Yeah. Do you have any count? Do you have any? Well, he's already been sowing in that. He's already been right. developing that. And That's one of the really things, good. too, is like we can't expect to have clarity on the things at the top. If we're not exercising clarity relationships on the on the local level either, and that means, of course, even just in our churches, being faithful in our churches, naming sin, confessing sin, because Jesus died for that sin and He rose from the dead for that sin. He's risen. He is risen risen indeed. indeed. That's why if you're single, you need to get married. If you're married, you need to have some kids. If you have kids, you need to go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I want to talk about for those club memberships. I want to talk about Notre Dame. Oh, we didn't even get a chance to get to Notre Dame. Way out of time.